0: Thank you for joining Chingonas Rising. This is a podcast for Fierce and Badass Law Nexus that is dedicated to awakening everyone's inner Chingona through entertainment, sex positivity, knowledge, and collective healing. My name is Lenny Maldonado, and I am an almost 30-year-old Latina from the Bay Area. I grew up in the East Bay, um, in this city or like town called Hayward. Um, which a lot of folks, if you're not from the Bay Area, you're probably not familiar with. Um, And most folks that live around here really just say they're from San Francisco or from Oakland. Um, But I'm from Hayward, also known as the Haystack. Um, And I actually grew up in the East Bay, and I was born in Michoacan, Mexico. I immigrated to the U.S. as an almost two-year-old, almost three-year-old, actually. Um, And a lot of my identity growing up was formed around and centered around being an undocumented queer woman of color. And I have done legal and political advocacy work locally and currently work for a nonprofit focused on mental health and community empowerment. And I think the reason I was so eager to start this podcast was to create a space where folks from similar backgrounds could see themselves represented, to know that their experience matters, that we have a lot to share with the world, and that we are valuable and that we are more than our background and our experiences and to empower folks, especially, and especially women of color, to take space and to find their stories and their power and use it. I hope that folks listening can see themselves in our stories and our episodes and really make this podcast theirs and come along this journey with us. I'm not going to hand it over to Carol and let her introduce herself.
1: Hola, chingonas. I mentioned Piki Rivera. Soy Tapatia. I was born in Mexico. In Guadalajara, Jalisco, and I immigrated here with my mom when I was about three years old. Vengo de una familia de mujeres luchonas. And I grew up in the peninsula. So I did a lot of my first schooling in San Mateo and Redwood City. And thanks to a very close-knit group of friends and of family, I was able to really persevere Um, in the midst, I also became a teen parent, so I'm a proud parent of this amazing baby boy that is now somehow 20 years old, and that was fucking hard, you know, and I'm here to kind of just share my story to know that even in the midst of when we fall apart, that's part of our growth you know, and it's about how we pick up the pieces and how we choose to kind of put ourselves together and go on. That is really what matters, even though with whatever adversity we may be going through, it's our community and ourselves and our perspectives and our mindset uh, that really set us up. And I really wish I had a platform to where I could just get more knowledge and more information and just feel more at ease and more accepted um, as a woman of color and teen parent and being undocumented so I'm here to just share my space and kind of share my story and I know there are so many other people possibly going through it and knowing that this is hard and it's like we don't even know if we can kind of get through it day by day and I'm here to kind of tell you like Yes, you can. Like if you have that mindset and if you find that support system of people that want to see you succeed, anything's possible, right? So just join us and we'll kind of walk through this step by step. This isn't something that you have to kind of face on your own. Um, Nini and I wanted to create this platform where we could heal, heard and we could feel validated. Uh, Like your struggle is our struggle. And you don't realize that, and there's so much power in realizing that other people have the same struggles and challenges of yourself, or they may be different, you know, Um, but you don't have to be in it alone. So I think that's kind of something that Nini and I share as far as creating the podcast, and you can just expect just uh, genuine, honest stories and hard-fought, like, research and collaborations with community-based orgs of what we've gone through and what our communities that we really serve have gone through and we're not going to sugarcoat anything like we know fucking life is hard especially 2020 fucked us all up um but we can share that you know and we can kind of talk about that how it's like fuck like me too dude like I can't even begin (laughs) to say in how many different ways 2020 really screwed us up. Um, But that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to take you by the hand and be like, no, and we're going to learn like that part of us, that inner chingona that needs to either that is blooming or needs to find that light. Uh, And I hope that everybody can kind of get that out of our podcast. And we are excited to share episode one, in which we offer four points on finding your inner chingona. What does chingona mean? You know, it could mean so many different things. Uh, so, like, Den- Denise, Nanny, what does chingona
0: mean to you? Yeah, so to me, it's someone who's a badass, right, that paved their way in some way, um, that's defying stereotypes or limits or boundaries, Um and I think that you know when we thought about the name, I don't know if you remember, but um, we kind of like went through like weeks and weeks. I think it was even months <laughs> before we came up with the freaking name. Yeah. Um, but we really wanted something that sounded um, badass, right? Just like the name, right? Um, it needs to be a badass. Um, but really, that personified our experiences, and I think that when I think about us, I think that watching on us, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I think that our experiences, um, growing up, um, although they shaped us, um, it didn't break us. Right. And it allowed us to be stronger and dude, like when I met you, like we were like, I think we were like the only two Latinas at the job site. And we're like the only two that spoke Spanish. And I was like, this bitch is going to be my friend. And um, it was really just like, hey, like we're both badasses, like women of color in this fucking field and we can do this and, you know, we can break this barrier. And I think that that's kind of what drew, I think, drew us together. Um, and it was really about, uh, you know, when we came in with this project, we were both like, hey, we want something that's going to empower people. Right. And I think that when we think of chingonas, it's really about empowerment. Um, It's not about, you know, limitations. It's about, it's not about what we can't do. It's about what can we do and what can we take care of, right? What business. And I think that when we look at our personalities, we're really about taking care of business. Um, Whether it's, you know, professionally or in relationships or, you know, just, I think we're like straight to business and that can be intimidating for folks. Right? But we're not here to satisfy those needs of other people. We're here to really show our true, authentic selves. And, you know, even if it scares them, then that just means they're ain't ready. Right. Um, and I don't know, like for you, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, I think I agree a lot on what you said about it as far as like chingona's being badasses. Right. Um, but I think we do have to kind of just let people know it's like this is our take, like for you to be a chingona, it's for you to be a badass and take stuff on and be able to use your community around you to kind of go forth your dreams, right? Um, But I think we also kind of have to know that traditionally, in our culture, chingona comes from chingar, which it means to like complain or whine, typically for a woman, right? Yeah, or to (laughs) fuck. So it's kind of like, we're not talking about all that. And although we will be talking about all those things, it's like to be a chingona, it just means to be like a badass and everything that you set your moun- mind to. And finding the strength and the power to just kind of bring that forth, right? Cause it's fucking hard sometimes when when you're just sitting and you have the world crashing down on you and you really don't know what your next move is, but you find a kind of find that light, right? You find well, you that-
0: gotta do the work, right?
1: right and it's like finding your own strength and your validation which is kind of like what we're going to be talking about um that this is how you persevere like being a chingona it's not just being but it's really working it's a constant work towards kind of what your dreams are or what you're advocating for or what you're fighting against
0: and being um, unapologetic about it i think that that's the hard thing especially in our cultura right um, I think that we're so used to saying sorry, especially as women, right? Uh, apologizing for taking up space, um, for taking up time. And I think that, you know, and we, we come from a field, I think, that in a culture that has devalued women in many ways. And you may seem, you may think that I'm aggressive or that I'm seeming aggressive, but you know what, that's okay. I'm here to take up space. And I'm here to be unapologetic about it. I'm here to express myself um, and my freedom, you know, and reclaim my time um, to be a badass chingona. And I don't have to feel bad about it. I don't have to feel less than. And I think that it can be hard, especially for women, um, especially in our fields, right, where women are the backbone of a lot of what we do. But yet we're not credited or we're not paid enough as men, right?
1: Yeah, that's so true. And remember, our name is not just Chingonas, but it's Chingonas Rising together. As a collective, we rise and we grow and we learn and we share. So speaking of sharing, we asked our listeners via Instagram stories and Facebook what their own definition of a Chingona was. Nenny, what did they say?
0: Yeah, so a few of the responses that folks shared was that Chingona means being a mujer poderosa. It also means being a badass bitch being fierce, brave and having an I don't give a fuck mentality, having confidence and empowering other women, breaking barriers for yourself and other women, being a warrior, being resourceful and being vocal.
1: I love that. Thank you for sharing.
0: You can tell us more about those moments in which you felt like a chingona. Make sure you interact with us online and tag all the chingonas in your life. I kind of want to jump in to talking about moments where we felt a chingona, like what what really made you kind of identify yourself as a chingona and what kind of paved the way for you to identify yourself as that?
1: Yeah. So, you know what? I think I was lucky enough to always feel that I was a chingona. Every. <laughs> <You. laughs> everything's like grade school as far as like with school and like sports and friends and stuff Um, but I don't think it really came into fruit until possibly like middle school, high school years where I just found like a really close-knit of friends and like my community and where I just felt like a badass I felt like I wasn't taking any shit from anybody Um, at the same time I probably wasn't making the best decisions, right? I was about
0: to say, <laughs> Carol was also being a little brat, giving her mom headaches. Um, and for she's always... Sure. Here, so yeah. She's Carol. A in
1: my family, for my siblings, right? Like, I was the headache. Like, my mom was like, whoa, I already went through Carol. It's like, my brother... And and you're also
0: was the oldest, so right?
1: Yeah. And I just... But at the same time, in my defense, I feel like growing up in Redwood City the things that I lived through were very normalized it was very normal to you know kind of be smoking or fighting you know in middle school so it was kind of what I saw and it was kind of just what we did um but at the same time like I was still like doing good in school and you're still handling business handling business you know but I think that was because of like one like my love for learning and two like my family support but then three also like my friends group
0: but I think that also you had a good model right your mom being like kind of like a single mom right and being a badass and I think that when you had strong women in your life that really kind of paves the way right and so I think that when you have strong women that really builds the foundation right
1: yeah I mean for me, like I mentioned, like I immigrated here when I was about three years old. Like my mom brought me here. She kidnapped me, you know, and brought me to United States. And she worked like the strawberry field. And then we moved to the Bay. And she, you know, took her ESL classes and went to community college and graduated, you know. But yeah, I think the reason why I think I persevered and was able to kind of be successful and like not even myself, but like my son being a product of teen pregnancy It was because my mom was a luchona and it was, she kind of laid it out for me. And like my grandmother laid it out for me where it's like, we could do this with this many kids and you're only going to have one. It doesn't matter if you're a teen. It's like, you need to like step it up and you need to kind of just handle it and continue doing what you're doing. So it really wasn't an option for me. Like I knew I had to go to college and I knew somehow like I was still going to be a young mom. But now on top of that, like I had this responsibility of like raising this child. And then this child, like for me was like everything, right? So like I had to instill everything. Um, and I think part of my motivation to being a chingona was like learning the advocacy because when I had to advocate for my child, that I didn't really have a lot. like as, Like if you know me, like I'm the biggest introvert right? Like, yeah. I hate socializing.
0: Leave it to Carol to not want to talk to anybody.
1: I hate socializing. I really do hate conflict, no matter why people may think, like, Carol
0: loves oh, it Really? You hate conflict?
1: <laughs> I hate the feeling of conflict, even though I will...
0: She doesn't hate I... the action, though. She just hates the I feeling. I will stand
1: up for the action of conflict because I believe that it is the greater good is there Right. But I had to learn to advocate for it. And I knew that it's like having those courageous conversations, it's going to make life a little easier and have a little more meaning and being able to stand up to people.
0: Yeah. But I think that, you know, also like I think finding your inner chingona, right, can come at different points in your life, right? Because you don't always feel a chingona 24 seven. Right. And I think that that's important to also point out that sometimes you go through these low points. right? Where you're just like, I don't even fucking know what I'm doing, right? Um, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's low self-esteem, whether it's, you know, just challenges that come your way. And I know for me, um, although I have examples of badass women, right? Chingonas in my life, my mother being one of them, my grandma the other, right? Both women that cared for me, that raised me, um, And that showed me the way, really, showed me about family, the value of family, the, you know, sacrifice. Um, You know, my mom was also a teen mom. My grandmother, you know, bared six children. My grandma didn't even go to school, right? And Mm -hmm. she doesn't know how to read or write. But yet she persevered and she was able to raise her children, um, able to give them what she could, you know, with her means. And I think that, you know, I didn't always feel like a chingona. And I think that that's important to value that or to point out, right, that you don't always feel that way, um, that you may not realize that you're a chingona, um just because of your life experience um, or what's been thrown at you. And I think for me, you know, the realization really came, although, you know, I was fighting for, um, you know, just issues around immigration um, that formed my own identity, um, it just didn't feel I didn't feel like a badass like it just felt like kind of you know imposter syndrome at some point yeah. right um, and I think that really for me um it was really at my lowest when I found my inner chingona and um you know I was going through what was like very really now that I see it, it was really a toxic relationship and I came out of that and I was going into shit that maybe I had no business going into, Um, you know, uh, drinking a lot, partying a lot. Um, I I was just feeling really bad about myself. And I kind of realized I formed my identity about through this one person around this one person that really didn't give a fuck about me. And um, I think that when I realized that was my lowest, that's kind of when I created some of these pathways to help me rebuild myself and it was really a reflection of like what is it that you want to do with your life what is it that you know everything that the sacrifice your mother made to bring you to this country the sacrifice your ancestors made um for you to just kind of throw it to shit because of this one person and it really made me realize that like hey you know I'm a badass and I don't need this person to define me I don't need this person to love me, to make me feel better about myself. Um, and it took a lot of healing. And, you know, and it's a constant struggle. And I think that when we think about finding your energy going it's like, that flame is not always there 24-7, right? We have moments of doubt, we have moments of worry, we have moments of feeling less than, um, we're not feeling enough. And I think that it's important to acknowledge that, right? To know that we don't always have to feel like our badass selves, right? Sometimes it's important to to recoup, to take some time, um, you know, to just kind of be with yourself, um, gain some energy, recharge, and come back the next day, right? And I think what's important is to not give up, right? To make sure that you're able to um, stick in there, right? Hang in there, know that you have people that are rooting for you, knowing that, you are your best um, cheerleader. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, um, it's important to make sure that we can acknowledge that we're not always perfect. We're not always chingonas. And if you're listening, you know, you know that although we're chingonas rising, we don't always feel like we're rising. Right. Sometimes we feel like we're going backwards. Yeah. that's Okay. That's okay.
1: Yeah, so now we're going to take a quick break and talk about all the folks that have sponsored us and collaborated with us on the Shingona's Rising journey. And I want to give a big shout out to our boy Edgar over at Dots Bay Area that was able to create a bunch of swag for us. Uh, thanks, Edgar. Check out Dots Bay Area on Instagram. They're fucking amazing. They have so many accessories and wardrobes to pick from and hopefully we'll be launching our own series. So stay tuned for that.
0: Yeah, and I also wanted to give a shout out to our graphic designer, who is also a makeup artist um, and a teacher who teaches graphic design. Um, She is Jenny Garcia. Um, You can at her at Instagram, um, Jenny, J-E-N-I-S-D-J. And she is, again, our graphic designer, who is really the masterpiece around our logo um, and kind of put the shit together for us. And I do want to also say that this is an interna- international project. The, um, Jenny is actually a chingona in Guadalajara. And so she, you know, Guadalajara, Mexico. So she's out there and, you know, she was able to support us with our project. And so big shout out to her, because without that, we wouldn't have made this possible. So we have one final thank you uh, to one of our sponsors who not only provided us with some nice swag for Christmas, but also spent countless hours brainstorming and editing our podcast with us. And that is Leti Martinez, who is a good friend of ours. Um, And not only is she a friend, but she also helped produce the podcast. And like I said, um, she spent many, many hours with us. Up until the next day, editing and brainstorming several days. Um, So, just a big, huge thank you to her. So, let's talk about our first point, which is on how to find your inner chingona through setting boundaries. And I know Carol has a lot of examples of of um, setting boundaries. And so, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about one of them.
1: I mean, yeah, like boundaries. I think is one of the most important things to. Being able to find that, like, inner empowerment of being your chingona, right? Um, And it's also, I think, one of the most challenging and the most hard things that we can do, especially as Latinas, coming from the cultures that we do, with the values that we do. It comes a lot with learning to, like, what doesn't feel good within our energy, you know? And that could be from a parent it could be a judgmental parent, it could be a negative parent, it could be a family member, it could be uh, an uncle, like, whatever so many things can be. Um, And really just being aware of what is causing that feeling, right. And then you really limiting yourself to that, where I think there was a point where I couldn't share any information with a family member, because it was the response I was getting was just all negative. And I think, I went years without sharing any types of like academia accomplishments until I was gonna graduate. And then at that point, they're like, Why are you telling me like all of a sudden? Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, well, like I'm finally here. And it's you can't say anything about it because I I'm done. <laughs> you know, if it took 20 years or one or two or ten it's like that was my decision and that kind of just it was a safeguard and a safe space for me um, to share so I think boundaries is something so important that I need that I learned to set even though it's so hard within our culture within our parents that are like the closest members of our family where we kind of just have to stand up and be like dude
0: yeah definitely and I think even like now right especially like we're going through a pandemic right Mm-hmm. And so our cultura is used to um, getting together, right? Mm-hmm. I think what's been hard is um, letting folks know, like, your boundaries, right? Like, no, you can't come visit me. No, like, we're not going to have a COVID party, right? <laughs> we're not going to have gathering for the holidays. I know the holidays just passed, right? Christmas. And it's hard, right? Um, I know for me, it was my mom's birthday on Christmas, right? And it was so hard not to be able to yeah. see her. But my family was affected by the pandemic, right? Um, I had mm-hmm. some family members who were sick with COVID and, um, you know, TMI. But, like, I had to tell my mom, like, I wasn't going to go over for her birthday.
1: Yeah. And
0: she was upset. She, like, literally, like, told me not to talk to her yeah. on text message and was like, no me hables. Don't talk to me. Um, don't come visit. Right? And I had to, like... I think I learned how to let that shit go right yeah. and it's part of my boundaries right like I'm not going to reply to you I'm not going to like engage in this argument um, because it's not doing me any good it's not going to do us any good in our relationship right if I reply to it you're just going to have something else to say yeah and-
1: definitely like do not engage right
0: yeah and it's just like drains your energy right so I think that part of the boundaries is really learning how and where to spend your energy right if you feel that it's draining you that it's something that becomes toxic that you just don't have the energy or you just dread to engage in right um whether it's a friendship whether it's a family relationship or just anything else right um I think it's important to save your energy right really learning to like say no like if you're not gonna like be down and I think that you out of all people Carol you have like really good boundaries right Mm -hmm. um I think that you just saying like, hey, no, like, I don't really want to do this right now. Or I ha- I don't feel well.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I come off as an asshole. Yeah. A lot. My most of the time. <laughs> I think I come off as an asshole, right? Because I'm going to be like, mm, I don't want to do that. Like at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have <laughs> to tell like my family that too, or friends. And it's kind of like, maybe they feel like I'm exaggerating and And I think
0: that's because they don't understand boundaries right Mm -hmm. and I think that culturally we've been like no like you do this like people tell you especially your elders right tell you something that you got to do and it's like you're rude if you say no Mm -hmm. right yeah And, and um I think that you know now like if you get to know somebody and like you know, like, with us, like, if you do that, like, with our inner circle, right, it's like, oh, we know she's going through something like she really yeah, totally, that.
1: especially like, you know, this whole entire fucking week, I was like, so stressed out and full of anxiety and had panic, like, waking up, you know, from nightmares or whatever. But it's like, those people that know me know that it's like, I'm going through shit. And it's like, even if I'm being short, it's, it's a boundary of like me really just trying to maintain my mental health. And being able to kind of come through with like, uh, like some deadlines or timelines that I still have to complete.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think what's important is to having those conversations right, that are difficult. And I think that when we talk about boundaries, it's, it's, um, it goes two ways, right? So one is having a courageous conversation. And what that looks like is really engaging, right? Explaining why. Uh, where you're coming from, right? And what is, why is it that you feel that way? And it's not up to, to you to make them feel better about it, right? It's, you're only responsible for the, for your own um, reactions, right? You're not responsible for what the other people have to say or feel or take your comment as. Um, and I think that part of um, what we've been taught is really, I know, at least for me, it's like, we don't talk about it, Right. Yeah. It bugs you, especially, like, you don't talk about it. Like, you kind of just push it under the rug, um, and you don't bring it up. And I think as I've learned and as I've grown and as I've really found my voice as a chingona, like, it's really been like, no, I'm going to bring that shit up, right? And we're not going to, you know, tiptoe around it. Like, we're going to bring that up. And if you try to change the conversation, I'm going to re bring you back to it. Shit. Yeah, and this is, like, this is really hard,
1: I can't just say it's like, you just need to do this, you know, like I had training in having these courageous conversations with like, the Homeric imagination project. And it's learning about these cognitive distortions that happen kind of like in our heads and in our minds, which is like, the worst that can happen, the like, all or nothing thinking, um, and really applying it to kind of that conversation that we want to have and kind of analyze it it's like where am I like in anxiety like zero to a hundred percent and even just a fucking role playing dude like before you're having this conversation with somebody like role playing it what's the worst that can happen within this scenario and I think that helps so fucking much like <laughs> I think at one point like dude I was in class and I was like yeah the worst that can happen is like I totally break up with like this my partner that I've been with for like almost 10 years, blah, 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 blah.
0: But and maybe that's what it. she needed to do,
1: you know. And I did it. Yeah. And I did it. And I moved on. And my worst case scenario was like we break up, nothing happened. Like everything happening happened goes to shit, right? And it didn't. Like I I this was a boundary, kind of like my expectations, what I wanted. Um, but it's not easy. And I think that it's like just knowing like these are the different types of things that like our brains, like these shortcuts that our brains kind of take when we're talking, right? Like we, we ruminate and we jump to conclusions and realizing that it's like, we're doing that and just kind of thinking like, I guess against it or preparing for those thoughts. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. I think it's important to check your boundaries, right? Like, Mm I know sometimes we create boundaries or we say we're creating them, but then we like don't really enforce them, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it can be difficult. Um, And I think that, you know, another big part of finding your energy going like you wouldn't be able to be accountable to yourself um, or to your being or to your work without having a good community and a good support system, right? And I think that- Yeah, totally. I think, you know, you need places where you can feel your 100%. And I know for me, like what works, like when I'm feeling like just like shit, right? And I just don't feel like I'm my baddest bitch self is really just like taking some time to like be by myself because although I'm an extrovert, like I get drained, right? And I think that especially like with this year, what one of the things that 2020 did teach me is that like, I need to be mindful of my time and I need to really surround myself with people that love, that appreciate me, that really are there to empower me. And why am I going to waste my time with folks who don't see me as, you know, the badass bitch self that I see myself as, right? Um, It's just, I need, you know, somewhere to recoup. And I think that one of the good things, like, you know, I think one of the highlights that we had from 2020 was um, our trip to Reno, right? Like, we just had like a girl's day, like, it was chill. It was fun. Like, we got to learn a little bit more about ourselves, Carol's messy ass self in her hotel room. Whatever.
1: <laughs> it was not messy. Let me could attest to that. We yeah, roommates.
0: Yeah. But like, we also like, learned a lot more about ourselves. Right. And like, I think that that did bring us a little closer. I think that the pandemic kind of like, sh- sh- you know, showed a light and shed light on like what is it that we wanted to work on you know like what kind of friendships did we want and I think that especially during 2020 a year of isolation right for many um it really like I think it strengthened our relationships right for at least some of us um you know being able to like embark in this journey with a podcast like even though we knew each other and like we would hang out like it was just like hey like what are we going to do now, right? That we're not physically in the office. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but I think
1: that's also, like, hard because I think I was also very detached from a lot of, like, my very close friends and family, right? It's kind of, like, but it was just, like, knowing the power of the situation versus, like, our individual relationships with people, right? Like, I know I haven't been able to see, like, a bunch of, like, my best friends, Um, because of the pandemic and things but that's because of like the power of the situation you know and it's like just being careful and it's like I know like we I I mean you know you and I probably see each other so much more because we do work at the same place and it's like we're constantly getting like COVID testing blah 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 Um, and we have like very close family that are very sensitive also Um, but it's also I think it made us realize who even if we're not seeing those people, it's, like, the people that we miss.
0: Yeah, definitely. Right? And I think that it's important, like, to find your chikona, you need that friend, those friends, mm-hmm. those community members, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, allow you to be yourself. And I know that sometimes, like, with some people, like, it just feels draining, right? Like, and that is not where you shine, where you, like, promote your, like, 100% chikona, right? Um, there's just some people that make you feel like shit. And that is not a place where you need to be. And so if you find yourself like in that place, like you need to reevaluate those friendships. You need to reevaluate those relationships because, you know, if you're not in a place uh, with people that uplift you, that love you, that are rooting for you, then that's not your place. That's just not your people. That's just not your community. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important that we learn that, you know, it's okay to leave places and situations right? That don't serve you. And as chingonas, like, that is very important, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that traditionally, as women, we're like, oh, you know, we're, we're meant to endure, we're meant to, um, or we're taught to endure, to stay silent about the situations. And I think, you know, it's, 20, it's about to be 2021. We ain't got time to waste on those relationships, those friendships that are held negative, that, mm-hmm. you know, just aren't serving any purpose. No, and I think it's important if we
1: do have to, cut you know, burn those bridges with relationships, if it's with friends, family, or relationships, right? Kind of like you said, um, and just realizing, shit, I feel like more, the percentage of time that I feel like shit or not worthy or upset or anxious, or sad, or angry. It's like the majority of the relationship. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we spend so much time in making excuses for these relationships that we stay in them. And I think that's a big part of, like, or, being able to move on.
0: Or we try to see the best in people, right? Right. Like, maybe, like we like see the we, potential. Yeah. And it's like, no. You level up, or you get out of my life. And And sometimes
1: it's about, yeah, being super cutthroat like that, even though it it sounds like super shady, but it's like, dude, like, this is your time. This is your life.
0: Like, Like how many chances do I have to give you? Yeah. So this leads us to our third point, um, which is self-validation. You know, whether it's being kind to yourself, giving yourself permission, right? And what I mean by giving yourself permission is allowing yourself, forgiving yourself, right, when you make mistakes. And allowing yourself to feel um, the feelings that you're going through, right? Sometimes, like I said, we don't always wake up feeling 100% chingona, right? Um, sometimes, you know, I just want to lay in bed, watch Netflix, in my robe with my fucking wine, and not talk to anybody, right? And I'm in la Depre, hella sad in my feelings. Um, but it's okay. It's giving yourself permission to feel those feelings. But not staying in them right and making sure that the next day when we wake up, we're like, All right, I had some time to mourn, I had some time to grieve this feeling, and now I'm moving forward and I'm gonna be able to acknowledge my power and push through. Yeah, I
1: think this is probably the most hard and challenging step, right? That self love, that self care, the validation the finding your worth um, because you have to really like, we are worst critics, right? So we're always right. thinking like, fuck, I should have done better. I shouldn't have fallen for that. I could have X, Y, and Z, whatever the fuck. But it's like shit, like to be just be kind to yourself and be patient is really fucking hard. Like for me, yeah. I feel like, yeah, to- I totally had a mental breakdown like earlier this year. You know, and I think like I started meditating and one of my meditations was like on like self-worth and self-love, where I like I had to like, you know, you do all these breathing exercises and you're meditating and it's like you're telling yourself, like, Carol, I love you. And it, it was <laughs> so fucking powerful. Especially you. I like, was
0: fucking like expressing things
1: dude i was fucking bawling and then mind you like i had just received like a voice recording from an old friend saying like i'm here for you like i didn't know you were having a hard time like from the most unprecedented person right and i was just like (laughs) why the fuck am i crying why am i feeling like carol doesn't feel carol gets shit done you know (laughs) and i think it was like a part of my healing to kind of realize that it's like god damn it it's like shit we really have to process
0: all this, and, and this all like be gentle with yourself. Like yeah. I know you, out of all people, right? You're like <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier, right? Like this bitch never says "I love you" to people. <laughs> like we'll be in a group chat and we're all expressing our love, saying "I love you" to each other, and Carol's like, "Like, but no," <laughs> or she'll be like, "Okay, cool," <laughs> and that's it, like, and <laughs> it's like, "No,
1: Carol." You can tell us. About I'm us. definitely working on my vulnerability. I think like this year, it was kind of like I met someone that pushed me into my fucking feelings and I wasn't ready for it. And they were like, well, I don't even know if you can fucking get there. And I was like, is that a fucking challenge? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I can't fucking get there. Like, what do you mean? And I totally got my fucking heart broken. <laughs> yeah, but I think but that at the same time, I, and, like, I healed, right? That I was like, I can go all in now.
0: Yeah, I'm that's part of the self validation. Can just take it. Yeah. Knowing your worth, right? Like, yeah, like I can do this, right? And sometimes, you know, we need a little push. Um, but we need a little push to acknowledge our power, right? Um, and getting out of our own fucking way. And I think that that can be very hard, especially as perfectionists. I think that okay. Carol Piki and I are both perfectionists mm-hmm. um, in many ways. Perfectionist in like- recovery. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think that you know that's part of why like we started this project like in March, I think, right when we went into the pandemic. Yeah. Um and we're here in December recording our first episode. And I think that kind of speaks volumes to like one um getting on our own way, right? And I think that we wanted this to be perfect. We wanted this to be like our baby, right? And it is in many ways. Um but I think it's also like we're very perfectionists and we gotta learn how to get out of wrong way. I mean, before we even recorded this episode, Carol was literally freaking out. Like we're like <laughs> really deep in here, like six shots in. <laughs> that and whiskey. We know, are but,
1: not promoting the fact that we had to take six shots to record <laughs> <laughs> at
0: all. Maybe but meditating, but I've done but, the job. But you know, um, <laughs> It is 2020. We are doing the best. There's no
1: fucking rules in 2020.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, that just kind of like, I think that we are our worst critic, right? Like you said, and we're, we kind of get in our own way. And I think that to be a badass chingona, like you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to get the fuck out of your own way and get shit done, right? Allowing yourself to be your badass self because- so many times we have that self-doubt, that imposter syndrome, that like feeling of not being good enough, not being the best at this, right? And we let that get in the way. And I think that if you, and I think that this podcast kind of speaks volumes to that, right? Like we came in here podcasting not knowing shit about how to do a podcast.
1: Yeah, right. Good luck with uh, our your final project, dudes. Like,
0: <laughs> we don't know <laughs> yeah, how to like, edit this shit. No, <laughs> yeah, I like, really came in here like all up in our way right like not even knowing how to do this shit like and we're over here having so many doubts about releasing our episodes and like our project right but it's really about getting out of our own fucking way and like just letting shit go and like doing what we can and putting it out there right and so if you do have a project you have an idea you have anything that you want to do or accomplish in life just get the fuck out of your own way just do it let go of that fear, because I think that's what stops us from being a chingona, right? Our fear. And it's all our own fucking fear and our fucking crazy ideas in our own head, right? Like yeah. telling us our little voice inside of us telling us like, oh, but what if, what if this, like, what if I can't, like, I want this to be perfect, but no, like, we just got to let that shit go. And I think that goes for anything in life, right? If you want to like fucking hit up some dude randomly and shoot your shot like just do it who cares the worst that can happen is they say no and guess what that means you're your person and you can find somebody else Yep. I think Ah. that's what it means to self-validate right to know your worth to be a chingona right right? like you're pushing those limits those boundaries and you're getting shit done you're pushing through you're going after what you want and you know it doesn't mean it's always going to work out but there's a lesson in there right now you learned that you got to be more vulnerable that you got to be you know, willing.
1: Yeah, which fucking sucks, by the way.
0: Yeah, like, but like... I'm
1: not, I don't, I never endorsed being vulnerable. I was always the person that said, like, you're number one, you know? And it's like, whoever you're talking to or you're trying to be in a relationship with, it's like, you come first. And until they show you what they've got, then it's like, then it's like, maybe you start breaking down those walls. But, fuck, I guess it's, like, doesn't always work that way.
0: (laughs) And I think that's a good, like, segue to our last kind of point about being a chugona, which is acceptance and gratitude, right? Sometimes we got to stop the berrinches and let go, right? And sometimes we're, like, so, like, tied up in one thing, right, that we forget to kind of acknowledge and take in everything else that's around us. All the other gifts, all the other things life has to offer, right? And to just kind of accept that it's okay to not know and to have things change, right? Especially in this year, 2020, like really taught us a lot about change and adapting, right?
1: Yeah, definitely adapting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, right? And change, like we're working pretty much remotely the whole time, at least Mm -hmm. for, you know, our field and it's okay, right? And it really challenged us to grow. It's okay to accept things, right? Um, And accept the change. That's what I mean. Um, You know, and just be grateful for what we do have. And I think that as being a chingona, you have to learn to accept and also give gratitude, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't just go through life um, wanting things without accepting and without giving thanks to the things and the blessings in your life. Um, And sometimes they don't feel like blessings, right? Sometimes they feel like, like fucking, you know, curses and shit, but it's not. Sometimes it's like, hey, you know, if it wasn't for this, this challenge, like, I wouldn't have learned this about myself, you know. Like, if it, for example, for me, if this person I was with, you know, um, if they hadn't hurt me like the way they did, right, I wouldn't have learned and I wouldn't have had these friends and these relationships that I do now. I wouldn't have met my significant other, right, my husband, um, if it wasn't for this person, right, and I wouldn't have really learn to value myself and kind of find myself and who I was outside of this relationship. Um, and although, you know, it took me, you know, a few stumbles, I got there. Right. And I think that it's important to be grateful for some of the things. Um, and that's where it's hard because sometimes we're very negative thinkers. Right. Right. And-
1: that negative attribution bias. Right. It's like all the negative things take up more permanent status in our minds. Yeah. Good we just- stuff.
0: And it's hard to see the silver lining, right? And um, it can seem challenging, especially when we're having challenging and dreadful days. Um, It could just be hard to see the good, right? Especially the good in ourselves and what we have to offer and what we can bring. Um, And so I think that in order to be a chingona, you know, of course, um, you know, just to recap, setting our boundaries, right? Putting ourselves first because we are the most valuable person in our lives. Like, it's not other people, it's ourselves, right? Because if we're not able to give 100% to ourselves, then we can't be there 100% for anybody else. Um, Also having a valued circle, right? Support, friends, and building a community, right? And that can look in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and self-validation, knowing our worth, right? Learning to let go, learning to give yourself permission, being kind to yourself, stop self-sabotaging, Right. Um, which is hard. And then again, like the acceptance and gratitude. Yeah. And I
1: think something that we just kind of skimmed over was definitely in that acceptance and gratitude is finding what you love and doing it. Right. Because that's going to, that's what's going to really unleash you from feeling chained down to whatever you're doing. If you love what you're doing, if you're fighting for something, if you're involved in something, if you're working with a certain type of people or initiative, um, that's what's going to give you that string to kind of keep going. Because I think a lot of the time it's the things that have made us move forward. It's what we're doing for our community and what we're doing for other people, not just for us. You know, it may have touched our lives in a certain way, but we see so much past that. Like we can see the big picture of like, dude, this is so many people that this may be affecting and it's going for that. And then just being the advocate and the ally.
0: And I think that another thing that we have to also think about is how we have to sometimes accept parts of our culture, but at the same time, challenge it.
1: Our upbringing, our culture can be very traditional and maybe sometimes very conservative. It's important to point out that like you're a chingona too, right? Like when we're talking to our moms and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers and our mentors that we have, it's like we we accept all the greatness that you have but it's like you need to kind of understand the different types of stands that we possibly took to that also make us chingonas and we're not really um, underestimating anybody's power but it's kind of like you need to be able to be able to see different types of mindsets and different types of perspectives to get that common ground with different people um so hopefully that not only like lets us speak to like each other and understand each other, but maybe it brings at some point, some type of healing within our generations. All right, Chingona, so think about it. What part of your inner Chingona do you want to work on? Is it a boundary, self-love, maybe all of the above? Listen to that inner Chingona and just let it guide you to your path to see what's going to set you free.
0: And make sure you stay tuned for our next episode dropping later in January. Yep. We'll have
1: some future episodes on being a Chingona in dating, in relationships, managing our mental health,
0: career success, and more. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts at Chingonas Rising so you don't miss an episode. And make sure to leave us a review and share our podcast. Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Chingonas Rising so you can chat and connect more with us. You can also check out our website at ChingonasRising.com for updates.
1: Yep. Keep doing you and cultivate that inner chingon on this. And thank you for listening.